Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did we just become best friends? Yup! Fantasy, best friends forever. Hour number two, Fantasy, best friends forever, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. That's Frank Stanfield. I am Greg Sussman. Joined as always by... Well... Uh, nobody. He gone. He gone. Closer, closer, uh, not here today. But the surprise is we have a replacement for the closer. Really? We do. You lying. Uh, we have someone that is taking the place of the closer Chris Venture today for hour two. Who would that be? Shall we reveal him? I guess. Surprise, reveal yourself. It's Mike Florio. Hey, <laughs> what do you know? Two hours. Mike Florio sticking around for hour number two today. He's making up for last week. Mike, welcome back. Thank you, Greg. Yeah, I was going to say when you were hinting the surprise, I knew what it was. I was like, but you normally say goodbye to me at hour one. And then Greggy being the professional that he is says goodbye to me in hour one. Of course I did. I had to say goodbye. You know, I was kind of freaking out. I thought that they were going to disconnect you downstairs because we didn't tell anyone else that you were staying on. So I'm like... They're actually going to disconnect you, and then you're going to text me and be like, "Well, what just happened?" But you guys, we're on top of it. We try our best. We we, uh, we, we all try our best. Good job downstairs. Out. Good job downstairs. So Mike Florio uh, here for for hour number two today. So I'm excited to talk to Mike uh, more. I mentioned during the break about Joe Musgrove, and I said drop Joe Musgrove, which is a little bit crazy. Don't do that, Craig. But last night was. His worst start to date of this season. He got absolutely wrecked against St. Louis. Wrecked enough that Michael Waka was able to get a win. How about that, Frank? Michael Waka got a win. Don't like to see that. Well, I guess if you're a Cardinals fan, you love it, but... As Roto World said, I'm going to read directly, Joe, Musfor- Joe Musgrove got taken out behind the woodshed and beaten up for eight earned runs in three <laughs> this plus This is another innings. guy that they hate. They hated Danny Santana, and now they hate Joe Musgrove. No, Musker. they normally love Joe Musgrove. But Greggy, I read that this morning and was like, what does that even mean? Take it like, outside the woodshed. It's old Lassie is what it is. They take it out the woodshed and, and let her go. This time, they took it out of the woodshed and beat him. His wildness came back to burn him badly in this one. He went in with a 1.54 ERA, and now has a 4.20 ERA after two back-to-back terrible starts, three losses in a row for Joe Musgrove. Are you getting nervous, Frank? Not entirely. Look, you you don't want to see this with any of your starting pitchers, but we knew that there was going to be some regression at some point. He wasn't going to pitch to a sub-two ERA the entire season. Uh, the velocity a little bit down this year as well. So we when we talked to Nick Pollock of Pitcher List about this, we said, look, he still has some tougher matchups coming up. Uh, he's going to have to face the tough... NL Central teams, he's going to have to face the Cubs, the Cardinals. The Cardinals last night, you saw what they just did to him. He's going to have to face the Brewers as well. His last time out against Oakland, another really bad start. He only went two and two-thirds, seven runs, five earned, two walks, one strikeout, five walks yesterday. I mean, that's just not like Joe Musgrove. We've seen at times, but all throughout the minors, this was a guy that prided himself in having good command, didn't walk anybody, Greg. And for most of his starts this year, 
he's for every start except for yesterday, he's been two walks or less. So that's something that he does have to he has to rein that in. He's not a guy that has like the best stuff where he can afford to walk guys and still get out of it. But you know, Mike, something that we've always said about Joe Musgrove was that we want him to use the slider. We want him to use the slider. And so I look into the pitch uses last night, and obviously he didn't throw that many pitches because he only lasted three innings, but the percentage of pitches was, I noticed the slider usage has been down, and it has been down for like the past couple of starts. So a little bit of frustration here for Joe Musgrove. I just added him to the list because I had a few people ask me already, Sure. did you drop Joe Musgrove? Me personally, Mm. no, I'm not dropping Mm -hmm. him. We saw what his upside could be earlier on in the season. Um, and then I think last night was obviously just one of his worst performances of the year. What do you think about Joe Musgrove, Mikey? I'm kicking myself a little bit for not selling high because I was advocating that on my Patreon page. I was saying his velocity is down from last year and it continues to be down. But then when we were seeing the results and like I was seeing all the excitement from other fantasy analysts, I was like, all right, it, something like everything that we thought about this guy the upside it's hitting and I, I held on to him but as a drop candidate no way i mean two bad starts don't overpower the the five really good ones that he had uh we were talking uh, people on twitter at least were talking about like joe musgrove being the pirates best pitcher so that shows you how how well he was pitching early in the year we knew regression was coming but now i think there's going to be some regression coming in the other direction his uh, strand rate is 54 percent that's entirely too low it's going to come back up And, and as that as that rises, the ERA, I think, will get more closer towards the FIP, which is at 2.98. The only bad side is there's going to be some other negative regression as his home run to fly ball rate is entirely too low at 2.6%. So that's going to climb back up. Musgrove, I think, is kind of what we valued him as heading into the year. He's not what he was the last month, and I don't, uh, well, the first month of the season. I don't think he is what he is the last two weeks. I think he's in the middle of those performances, and uh, there's no way I'm dropping him. Yeah, I agree with that. I think he's probably in that. Maybe low-end SP3, probably more of an SP4, uh, top 40 starting pitchers still. Going to give up some home runs, the 2.6% home run to fly ball ratio, especially those games against the Brewers. Like Honestly, I might just bench him in those starts against the Brewers. I don't like starting anyone against the Brewers, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, so there's going to be some tough games, but the strand rate is a little bit low right now. I would say that he probably settles in like a 3 six, maybe three, seven ERA kind of guy. The FIP is 2.98. The ERA right now is 4.2. I think we probably meet somewhere in the middle, maybe closer to where his ERA is right now, Greg. Probably like in that three, seven range. I agree. There's some regression coming clearly for Joe Musgrove. I'm not dropping him yet. Oh, this is very, very frustrating. He's proven, as you said, Florio, that he may be the Pirates' best pitcher, and he's certainly the healthiest pitcher right now. Both Chris Archer and James and Tyon uh, on the I.L. What's odd is, like I said, his velo is still down. Like, it's almost three miles per hour lower than what it was last year. But oddly enough, his last two outings, his worst of the year, his highest velocity of the year. That is very random. That's quite strange, actually. But he's also struggled with command in his past two starts. So I wonder if he's, like, reaching back and trying a little bit hard to, trying to throw harder. And maybe it's affecting his command. I'm just... I'm trying to put the the puzzle pieces together here with Joe. What annoys me is, at least to my knowledge, I don't think anyone has asked him like, "Hey, what's up with the velocity? Like, why is it down so much from last year?" I haven't seen anything on it either. And it's not like it's it's not like it's just down. Like before the last two starts where he threw average ninety two miles per hour, it was ninety one all year. He was averaging ninety four last year. True. Weird. They're weird. We have one share of Joe Musgrove together. We do. GDD. Obviously, it's a 15-team league, so we're just holding on. Uh, but yeah, it sucks. I mean, we had, we've had some real big blow-ups this week. 
Like, imagine you have a team, Greg, that has Trevor Bauer, McHugh, and Joe Musgrove. Disaster. You could just you know, wave goodbye to this week. Yeah, it's been a really yeah, bad, It's been a really very frustrating week. week for me overall, man. I, Greg, I need this week of fantasy baseball. From the beginning, end. it's been terrible for you, I feel like. Joe with a mustache. He showed me his, a, after Chris Paddock, right, through that gem. His team ERA this week is over seven because he had a lot of those guys that you said. So in, in the pit league, I'm going up against Yang, who is, is, is very excited. He's been looking forward to this matchup to play me. If he beats me, he gets to come on the BFFs on Monday, uh, and we'll set that up, even though I would have allowed him to come on the show anyway. I wouldn't But he never asked. Uh, but he is absolutely destroying me right now. Uh, my team chose a, a, the, the wrong week to forget how to play baseball, Mike. I have a collective 187 batting average, and I believe my ERA is hovering somewhere around 10. I did have Trevor Bauer, and I did have <laughs> Colin McHugh, so it's not great. That's just an all-around... 8.62 ERA. The ball. 8.62 ERA, 1.62 whip, 187 batting average. And I, I was the third-place team coming into this week, so I don't have a bad team. It's just everyone forgot how to play baseball. It's crazy. You need your pitchers to face your hitters or vice versa, so one of them figures it out. Hey, I got Wheeler against the Marlins tonight, and I have Erod against Seattle, so see if we can right the ship a little bit. Good luck, Frank. Hey, Zach Wheeler against the Marlins. You want to talk about Wheeler's chalk, first. Brady. First favorable start of the year, too. Yeah, he's had one of the, the toughest competitions. Uh, Mike, where, have, where did you look up? I know you were able to see, like, opposing OPS against pitchers so far this season. I would imagine that Jack Flaherty's pretty high on that list. He's, he's had some, some pretty tough matchups. I know Zach uh, Wheeler was up there, too. Where did you find that stuff? It's on Baseball Prospectus. If you give me, like, a minute or two, I could pull it up and tell you who leads the league in it now. All right, cool. That's, that's OPS against, Grady. So you can see which starting pitchers have faced the toughest matchups, which might help identify some by low targets who, if they haven't pitched up to their expectations, like Jack Flaherty, for example, or Zach Wheeler, um, you can kind of use this tool to help you figure out, all right, well, they've had some really tough matchups. So we'll let Mikey find what, that. We'll, what should I set the inning limit at? Um, 50? Too much. Right. It's too much. I, I 30? had 30 originally. Yeah, 30. Okay. Let's all right. You you guys could talk. I'm pulling it up right now. All right. I was trying to look at um. Greg, who's next up on the drop list or ad list rather? Who's next up on the list? I want to talk about basically. Whatever list you want, Greg. What what, what do you want to do? It's all about you. It's Greg's world. We're just living in it. I I appreciate that. Um, we mentioned Chris Bassett earlier in the week. I guess it's worth mentioning again now as people look to do their waivers on Sunday. Dude, Chris Bassett's pretty legit, man. And I, I know he allowed three runs yesterday, but gives you some length. As well, I mean, he goes seven and two-thirds innings pitch, seven hits, three earned runs, nine strikeouts. The guy has 31 strikeouts and 24 and two-thirds innings pitched. An 11K per nine, 2.5 walks per nine right now. He's got a 2.55 ERA. He's got a 3.17 XFIP. A lot of people talking about Chris Bassett on Twitter right now. I know Modica's a big fan of his. 31.6% strikeout rate, a 24.5% K minus walk percentage right now. And he has a swinging strike rate of 12 I'm in on Chris Bassett. He should be owned in 12-team leagues, not, not just deeper leagues. He should be owned in 12-team I said this earlier in the week, too, that I like Chris Bassett. Yeah, yeah, he should be. He's, he's up there with the, the Giolito group. Uh, Brandon Woodruff, I mean, we'll mention him as a two-star pitcher. I'd imagine he's owned in, in plenty of leagues already right now, Greg. But I, I think Chris Bassett is up there as one of the top starting pitcher ads this week. Chris Bassett, definitely one of the top starting pitcher ads this week. Consider getting him in there. Uh, Florio, do you have the information that we're looking for? Yeah, it's it's odd. I, it it's changed a lot since I've last looked, and both 
Flaherty and Wheeler, who were like very high up like two weeks ago, somehow are not even in the top 30 anymore. And that's very surprising to me because outside of facing the like Wheeler since then has faced like the, the Phillies, the Reds and the the Brewers. So I didn't expect it to be that bad. And Flaherty, I know he's had to, you know, face the gauntlet of the Brewers three times already. Flaherty's 31st right now. Wheeler is 53rd. And the leader is Felix Hernandez. Oh, poor King Felix, man. I feel bad for King Felix. Mike, who, who's who's the top 10 on that list? So it's Felix, Trevor Cahill. These are the interesting names here. Garrett Cole and Verlander back-to-back at 3 and 4. Then you got Samson at 5, Carrasco 6, Montas 7, Bundy 8, Tyson Ross 9, and Matt Harvey 10. Guess a lot of tough uh, opponents in the AL West right now. Go, Greggy. There you go. A few names on that list. Carrasco, Bilo, my man Frankie Montas. Mike, have you turned around on Frankie Montas yet? Montas. Uh, I'm still not as high as you guys are, no. Ah, come on. Sorry. Dylan Bundy, man. Dylan Bundy's an interesting one, too, because... Like, the swinging strikes are great. They're always there. And he clearly has had some tough matchups, but he's always going to have tough matchups because he plays in the American League East. But, man, poor, poor Dylan Bundy, Greg. 14.4% swinging strike rate. I've oh. never been a Dylan Bundy guy. I'd never no, he's, he's very bad. I was never really part of it. I mean, there was like one half season where he was awesome. He's very, very bad. Strikeouts are there, but outside of that. He's one of those pitchers that, yeah, it, it, you either, he either gets you to strike out or you hit a home run off of him. Like, there's no in between. His hard hit percentage is 29%. I just... So interesting for Dylan Bundy, man. Poor guy. Plays for the Orioles. Hard to succeed. Not great. I mean, and here we are touting um, John Means. John Means, exactly. <laughs> uh, come on, don't poo-poo John Means now, Greg. I'm trying to build a lineup for tonight's FanDuel contest, by the well, way. Why don't you just do that after the show, Greg? Because you guys are... T- I, I'm into it now, though. No, I, I, I would rather you just... We do weekend waivers. That's the name of the show. It's not... The name of the show is not Greg Makes His Lineup On Air. The name right. of the show is Florio Friday. Sure. Weekend Waivers. Uh-huh. I was making my lineup. And it all right, it all is right. Friday, and I am here. He is so here, so we should probably utilize him. I, I, I two, two of the three things are accurate. I, I don't know, Greggy. Seems like you're being a little outvoted here. All right, not voted, not voted. All right, we'll move on then. Fair enough. <laughs> all right, AJ Minzer continues to suck. I was going to use a nicer word, but sure. He continues to suck. Should you drop him? Yeah, I think Luke uh, Luke Jackson is the closer right now there. I mean, he was brought in last night, and then I understand he gave up that home run, but Minter came in in the 10th and blew the game again, so I don't, I don't think that that's going to change after one bad performance. Also, maybe it's a flaw in my thinking, but if I ever see like a, a closer gives up a solo home run rather than like, you know, actually blows a save, like, like giving up a bunch of hits, to me, I'm more likely to give a pass, especially in today's day and age. So I think Jackson's the closer there until they probably get in the Kimbrell sweepstakes on June 3rd. But until then, uh, I think it's Jackson's job. Yeah, I tweeted about this last night, too. I hope every team that opts not to sign Craig Kimbrell right now just keeps blowing saves. Uh, I know that they're, the draft pick is attached to him right now, so we're waiting for the MLB draft to pass by. I would agree that Luke Jackson has some pretty good stuff, too. Uh, case per nine, over 10 this year, 2.65 ERA. The underlying number is very good for him as well. Uh, and there was, you know, they didn't even hesitate. It was, they went to him in the ninth inning, one-run game. It was a two-to-one game. He gives up a solo home run. Uh, I do agree with what Mike said. You know, it's not like a Pedro Strope situation the other day where he just walks everybody, walks in like the game-tying run against the Marlins, doesn't even get an out. The guy gave up a home run, and that was basically, I think he gave up like one hit after that as well. It was Adam Jones, but uh, overall, it does look like Luke Jackson is the guy, Greg. If he's still out there, 
how aggressive are you on him, knowing that Craig Kimbrell could be the closer for this team a month from now? This just seems like a mess to me again. Maybe not the mess that Chicago is, but a, a mess nonetheless. Uh, Luke Jackson blew it yesterday for the first time. Um, Kimbrell's still out there. I know we're not past June 2nd yet when he could become uh, be signed without draft pick compensation, but I don't see Luke Jackson just taking this job running away with it, in all honesty. So I don't I want to... for the short term. He, but he, but he, why he, not? He's, he, he had their... Coming into this week, he had their last two save up, except for the one that month. He had to save on a Sunday. The Monday, they came out before the game and said Jackson and Minter are unavailable, and Webb got the save. The next save opportunity was last Sunday. It went to Jackson, and then they went to Jackson again last night. Like, I don't understand why we're very hesitant to buy in that Jackson is the closer. I, I would just have Craig Kimbrell in the back of my mind. That's what I would worry about. It's not really a fault of Luke Jackson's. It, w- it would just be, I, I expect this team to be in on Craig Kimbrell. I mean, among others, I'm sure there will be other teams that want his services as well. Maybe the Red Sox again, maybe the Chicago Cubs. But, um, yeah, the Braves are probably one of the leading candidates that can use Craig Kimbrell. So I do worry about that for Luke Jackson. But overall, I just read out the numbers. Been pretty damn good. And, and A.J. Minter has been uh, god-awful. Luke Jackson is only 26% per end, percent owned on Yahoo Greg. Should that number be higher? Probably, but not like... Significantly, probably closer to fifty percent. Yeah, like deeper leagues. Yep. Okay, we'll take a break here. Uh, when we come back, more Florida go over two star pitchers for the weekend. Let's do that. Two star pitchers next week. Is next week. Lose weight now. Go to fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 Fantasy Sports Today Hendricks, not really a sexy name in fantasy because he doesn't really wow you with uh, you know his strikeout rates I mean, you know. That's right yeah, so, but you can't argue against uh, what he's done throughout his career. 2016, 2.13 ERA. But what you expect more from him is, you know, mid three range of ERA. Actually, his career ERA, I'm looking at, is 3.1. So, uh, Cubs starting pitching has been coming on as of late. Saturdays, 8 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. I was working on my, uh, I was working on, once again, my lineup during the break. All right, Greg, what do you got? 
I don't know. I don't, I, I'm, I'm, Ronnie Rodriguez in there? No, nah, he didn't make the cut tonight. Oh, that sucks. No, I want to put him in. I can't afford him. Are you going with the chalk starting pitching tonight? Yes. Who's the if We were just talking about it before. Zach Wheeler? Yeah. Oh, like Zach Wheeler is going to be 100% owned in this contest tonight, isn't he? I just think like, he's just cheaper than some of the other options I was considering. So. All right. I guess I got to change mine. Wow, why can't you do the same thing? <laughs> I want to use Zach Wheeler, but I feel like everyone's going to use Zach Wheeler tonight. It's against the Marlins, dude. I, I, that's why I'm starting Zach Wheeler, man. I, I can't figure out who my last player is going to be. I don't have much money left, and I just need a, a flyer. I don't know who that guy should be. You should probably go to DailyRoto.com. I'm on DailyRoto.com. <laughs> no flyers for you there? <laughs> so the flyer they want to give me to use uh, seems to be too expensive at the moment. Oh, man, so you, you, you need a really low. How about, need, how about Shed Long? How about you get one of the Mariners in your lineup tonight, Greg? I can do that. Little shed long JP Crawford action. Oh my god! Some of the guys I could do is, is are, are bad. Well, what do you expect, Greg? You need, I, you need a flyer. I do. I do need a flyer. All right, let's see here. What else can I get? Should I put Ender and Ciarte in my lineup? I don't know. Who are the Braves facing? Uh, the Braves are. I, I considered Ender and Ciarte. I'm probably not going to start him. The Ariz- in Arizona, maybe. They're going up against Zach Greinke. Hmm. Eh, probably find a better matchup than that, Greg. Mm. You know who they're telling me? You know who Daily Road is telling me to start? Who would that be? Todd Frazier. The Todd Father. What do you think about that one, Mike? Do, do not start Todd Frazier. He, he's terrible. Like, I, I personally think he should be DFA'd. Well, you know what? Speaking of Todd Frazier, I'll just have a, com- a conversation with you here, Mike, while Greg does his own. It, it could be Nicky Delmonico night. All right, no, forget that. Uh, Big Nicky D. That, that would be him. Right, Mike? Uh, <laughs> regarding Todd Frazier. Jed Lowry expected to be as is, is he coming back tonight? No, they they pushed it back because he's he's like three for twenty three in AAA, so <laughs> so they're giving him the weekend to to get some extra at bats. Do you have any interest in him? Because I thought about stashing him the past couple of weeks in some fifteen team leagues, but I just don't know if he's going to play every day. I think he'll play third base almost every day. I think we'll see him at shortstop a little bit. Uh, and that is terrible. I, I, I Dude, um, um, Rosario is not what people expected him to be. I, I was low on him coming into the year, but we at least thought he could be a good defender. And he had a fielding slump. I've never heard of that before. I've heard that. It, it's the yips. That's what it is. Chuck Nobla. You get in your own head. You know, Travis, Travis Shaw is a bit of a, a fielding slump as well. Travis Shaw is in an everything slump. Fielder. <laughs> There's a big difference, though. Like, when Rosario is brought up like and told, like, oh, he's he's a gold glove caliber defender, and we haven't seen anything close to that. It's like, yeah. I saw, I, I, I saw a Dini Hechevarria in the lineup the other day. And, and they love Hechevarria. And, and they were saying it was because, uh, because Ahmed Rosario has been so brutal defensively. Dacoma was, uh, was, was, ripping, uh, was, was ripping Rosario the other night, saying Hechevarria has made at least two plays that... There's no chance Rosario would have made these. I think I think Hedge gets sent back down to make room for Lowry, but that and because I think they're going to use Mets shorted a little. I love bit. it. They did so. Mets fans are Echeverria. You know Hedge, our, our guy Hedge. Nicknames. What other nicknames you got, Mike? Uh, you have I one for Conforto. Nah, no. Big Mikey. I don't C. really have any. I call I call Pete Big Pete. Big Obviously, Pete. everyone's Big Pete. Everyone's big. You know, Big, big Pete's actually... Pete is really big. He, he's an interesting-looking dude. Pete Alonso? Yeah, like, I saw him without a baseball cap on, and he was doing an interview in the locker room. I was like, Adam this eyes? is not how I expected Pete Alonso like, like, to look. You know what he reminds me of? 
it's like if you took like a, a child and you just injected him with a bunch of like HGH and he like just grew massive instantly. What? That's what Pete Alonso reminds me of. <laughs> he was a child I'll... who turned into like the incredible Holtz. That's basically Dude, he Pete looks... Alonso. He, he has like a baby face and he acts like a child. Like the other day when he did that bat flip, the ump yelled at him and he was like, hey, I'm sorry. There's there's just a bunch of sticky pine tar on my hand and the bat got stuck. Like he's just so innocent. Dude, I tell you, like he—he he has a bunch of facial hair. He looks like a madman. I—he I, did not look how I expected him to look. Greg, he's a goatee. Yes, he does. What's wrong with that? It's like a wild one. It's like it's—it's it's not groomed. It's like all over the place. I don't know, man. Greg, you should grow a goatee. You are a goatee guy. Did I ever tell you that we um, one week or two in college, our senior year, we're like, all right, it's gonna be goatee week. We're all just gonna do goatees. Oh, so you can do it for your cool friends in college, but you can't do it for your best friends. I did it once. I've been begging you for like three years now to grow out some facial hair. That's when, that's when he was Jersey Shore Greg, though. No, no. Yeah, he had the blowout. That was... The fruity drink. Can we get that picture on the screen? I will it? always His do shirt the shirt was all the way unbuttoned. I will always do the fruity drink. Greg, let's do this. Keep talking. What we do? What's happening here? What's, <laughs> he I my, think I know what's happening. He you my shoulders? Can I get a little massage while we do this at least? A little, can I just get a little massage? Please? A little shoulder rub? No! Come on! Maybe a little bit of a shoulder rub. Maybe Greg, a co- you definitely were a pop collar guy back then. Pop never, collar guy. Never, ever, ever. With the butt, like four buttons undone. No. Greg never. used to buy La Tigre polos and, 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 and pop his collar. <laughs> True story. You know, um, uh, J Wolf Studios? Yes. Been studio you know what he tried to make popular in high school? He did not succeed. Wearing two polos at one time. Oh, I used to see people do that. He used to wear, like, I'd say a red yeah, polo. They, and he, they would, like, flip the color so that you would see, like, one color on top right. of the other. Yeah, like a red I, and a I, yellow, I just right on top. Like, why are you wearing two polos? Dude, back in the day, in junior high school, we used to wear, well, it was, like, the baggy tees back in the day. Sure. We would wear one baggy tee and then a longer baggy tee underneath it so you see two colors. Well, that's what... It was the most yeah. ridiculous well, thing Well, Ju- Justin Bieber does that now. Hey, hey, Greg. It's coming yeah. back. The uh, the the two polo shirts. Yeah, that was like a staple of uh, d- dumb preppy kids in Monmouth. All right, if <laughs> it's what Jamie Studios wanted I, to be, that was very yes. like that was really popular and trendy to see all the frat boys at Monmouth wearing uh, the double golf shirts and popped collars as well. I, I, Where's I the pop collar in that pick, Greg? I uh, I don't know. I say it all the time, guys. I cannot wait till our generation is old and we're like showing pictures and we're like, oh, and here's grandpa in his G unit shirt that's eight sizes too big. That's a great picture. That's me, yeah. That's me in my most recent vacation, right? In Florida. I sent oh you guys that. Oh my gosh, Greg. Yeah. Looks pretty Greg, good. you definitely were feeling yourself in that tiny bathing suit. <laughs> I always feel Who myself. Who wears short shorts? Well, it's clearly just pushed out. I'm sleeping. Greggy wears short shorts. I'm, I'm, I'm sleeping. I look good though. Okay, we got like, some. What, we got some work what, to do, Greg. I look pretty skinny in that picture. I li- you have no. You have no. Uh, you have no body hair at all. No. Nothing. No, not much. I look like this? a wrestler. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> I, looked, I look pretty tan in that picture. Greg's gonna come in, start putting oil in his hair and stuff. We've done the oil thing on the show already. Greg tan's better than anyone I know. Thank you. Oh, there's me again. I'm on my noodle. I'm on my noodle. What the heck was that? What was that? What did we just do there? I think we. All right, all right. That was weird. Uh, all right. So, anyway, let's move on now. I, we're supposed to do two star pictures. If you'd like to jump in, you were the one that asked for sh- for. Well, it pictures. all started because you started setting your Fanduel lineup. During the break, I said I did it. 
No, I'm pretty sure you did that on air. Well, we came back from Breaking Up with Zelda. We started talking about Zach Wheeler, and then we got into all the Mets, and then Big Pete, HGH. And how did that turn into me having a drink? I don't know. Something about a pop. It comic. somehow did, but it, I blame you, Greg. Of course, it's you all your fault. Of course, you do. Two star pitchers that could be out there. We got a question about them uh, on Twitter here just a, a few moments ago, Frank, and that was Brandon Woodruff. Woodruff, we talked about a little bit about yesterday. He's a two star pitcher. Uh, next week, he shouldn't be owned, or sorry, he shouldn't be unowned. Woodruff, two star pitcher. Who are he starts against, and how are you starting him? So Brandon Woodruff doesn't have the best matchups next week. At least he's not home, but he has to go to Philly, Citizens Bank, not great. And then he goes to Atlanta. So Atlanta's lineup has been a little bit inconsistent. So one tougher matchup, one like mediocre matchup here for Woodruff. But the underlying numbers for him, and we spoke about him earlier on in the week, 11 Ks per nine right now. The walks per nine are below three. He's got the 4.25 ERA, but the, uh, the, the FIP 2.87, the XFIP 3.31. Uh, the hard hit rate is still... Higher than you want it to be. It's 44%, but 11.7% swinging strike rate. He throws mid-90s. He has a pretty nasty slider. I think he is doing exactly what we expected Corbin Burns to be doing. I know there was some like late draft season hype on Brandon Woodruff, but um, the underlying number is much better than what we've actually seen from him so far this year, Greg. So I'm buying in, and I would use him for those two starts, even though the one against Philly does kind of scare me. What about you, Michael Floria? Yeah, I would use him. I'm very excited about Woodruff. I'm excited about this whole Brewers rotation. Like, I know Corbin Burns hasn't pitched well, but I think in years to come, he is going to be an absolute stud. This stuff is legit. And Woodruff, in his last three starts, 22 strikeouts to three walks. You love that. And if you, I always use a, like a barometer, like, if I can't start a pitcher on a two-start week, unless it's like abysmal matchups, why do I own him? So I would be using Brandon Woodruff this week. Okay, using Brandon Woodruff here uh, in his two-start week. Some other two starters that come to mind as people that uh, as names that people could want to pick up. Let me start with Mike Fires, right? In his last start, I know it's ridiculous, the ERA and whatever, but his last start, he pitches a no-hitter. He's a two-star pitcher next week in Seattle and in Detroit. Not terrible by any means. Frankie, would you consider starting Michael Fires? So when we spoke about Fires after the no-hitter, he wasn't expected to have a two-start week. He was supposed to have a two-start week this week, but he got pushed back. Uh, probably because he ended up throwing 130 pitches, but he's going to end up starting Monday. I do have a little bit of interest, maybe in deeper leagues, just because of the matchups here, Greg. The Seattle Mariners lineup is coming a little bit back to earth here. Uh, they're not living up to what they were doing earlier on in the season, and the Detroit Tigers is not really scared of that lineup either. So I know it's Mike Fires. I don't have a lot of trust in him. 12-team leagues, I'm probably not doing it, but anything deeper than that, like in a 15-teamer based on those matchups, I might take a stab at this one. I, oh, God. I feel so bad to say. What do you think, Mike? Mike fires. I'm not, I'm not using him unless I'm really desperate. Uh, even after that no-hitter, his ERA is over five. The ERA indicators are right there as well. He's not striking anyone out. Plus, I always get worried when I see a pitcher go like 130 pitches. The next time out, it's usually not great, so I'm staying away from fires. For what it's worth, his last three starts, obviously he had the no-hitter against the Reds. At Boston, five innings, three runs. At Toronto, seven innings, two earned runs. So his past three starts, he has a 2.61 ERA. Yeah, the three starts before that, though, it was six earned runs, six earned runs, six earned runs. Nah, well, no, Mike, we don't need to Ignore that, that yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> what about, his, what about his, three, his two starts before that? Six innings against the Red Sox, six shutout innings. And against the Angels, six shutout innings. So if you go, and the start before that was terrible. So Ignore if you that, Mike. Pattern, Continues this pattern. Baseball. To me, it's just, 
It's uh, volatile, man. A game of runs. No, it's basketball. But overall, question, what's up? Question for you t- about a two-start pitcher. We got. We you we said we're not dropping him. Joe Musgrove is a two-start pitcher though next week. What do you do with him? Joe Musgrove's two starts are in Arizona against Luke Weaver and in San Diego against Nick Vicious. So this just comes at a bad time because after Joe Musgrove's last two starts, you'd want to take a wait and see approach, put him on your bench, and two start pitcher him get right. But that. yeah, that's why I thought it was worth asking because like I was going to sit him until I saw he's on two starts, and now I have to make this decision. I think you have to start him on two starts, Floria. I think so too. He's got a ten ERA over his last three starts. <laughs> Brad Peacock. But if you get three starts before that. <laughs> Brad Peacock, by the way, also a two-start pitcher. He's in Detroit and in Boston. Pitched really well his last time out. I think you, you don't love the Boston start, obviously, but I think there's no brainer. You start him, Frank. Yeah, based on that start that he had the other day, I will say he had 12 strikeouts the other day, and it was with 11 swinging strikes. So, a uh, very impressive job there by Brad Peacock. But it was against the Kansas City Royals, who we saw the night before absolutely destroy Colin McHugh. We know that. Brad Peacock has upside, especially to get strikeouts. I worry about him uh, going deep into games. So if you're playing quality start leagues, uh, this is something I worry about. Uh, Brad Peacock, for the most part, Mikey, I would assume fits the model of quality greater sign quantity, but it hasn't necessarily been the case so far this year. I think he flashed some of his upside in this last start against Kansas City. I am using him for two starts. How do you feel about Peacock? Yeah, I like him as well. I think he's been pretty unlucky as well. Uh, the strand rate's down at 63.2%. That's very low. The strikeouts have been better as of late, and he still has a 18.2% K-minus walk rate. So I think he's been a little unlucky. Not saying he's lived up to expectations by any stretch. He's been a pretty disappointing pitcher so far this year, but I do think he's been unlucky. I think, again, if you can't start him on a two-start week, why are you owning him? So I would be throwing him out there this week. You know, Greg, I mentioned McHugh there, and I'd like to get Mike's thoughts on him while, while we have him here. Uh, we're talking about a lot of players that we can drop. Mike, I tweeted the other day, I think in 12-team leagues, you can drop McHugh. Is that an overreaction? No, McHugh sucks. Oh, wow. <laughs> because he's a former, <laughs> no, he, former Mets pitcher? No, that, that's too strong uh, of an, an opinion. But, you know, anytime he has an ERA over 6, a FIP over 5, and an XFIP over 4. So there's not a whole lot to like there. He has been unlucky, but even... As he, I think he, you know, they start, the numbers start to normalize. I look at those ERA indicators and think, all right, he's going to get better, but is it still going to be to a point where I could trust him in a 12-team league? That I'm not sure of, especially with those young pitchers breathing down his neck. Greg, I'll throw a name your way. In GST, a 15-team Roto League that we play in together, we own the That's team, right. me, you, and Florio, Ronaldo Lopez is available as a two-star pitcher. He's yep. 43% owned on CBS. Yep. His matchups are against Cleveland and Toronto. It does not get much better than that. I'm interested. I'm absolutely interested. The start against Cleveland's against Shane Bieber. I know you're a Biebs guy. Love Biebs. But I'm interested in Ronaldo Lopez in a two-star week next week. Absolutely. Yeah, if you look at four of his last five starts against Boston, I mean, and that was the start that we knew he was going to get blown up because he was coming totally. off the 14th oh, strikeout such a performance. Lock. Such a lock. We said it was a lock that he was going to come back down to earth and he was going to get blown up by Boston. But the other day against Cleveland... He gave up nine hits. I like that he only walked one batter. The strikeouts weren't there against Cleveland, but he did get the quality start, uh, and it's now four of his last five starts that he's gone six innings and has given you three earned runs or less. Mikey, I think we should be in on the bidding this weekend for Ronaldo Lopez, two-star week next week. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I, I just accepting You have to accept the risk that there is just a chance that he gets annihilated because maybe it's just... 
me, but owning him last year and, and early on this year, like he he's either going to give you like seven strong innings or he's going to give up like six, seven runs in the first inning. I will say, Mike, what I like from Ronaldo Lopez, he's got a 6.38 year array. I mean, it's, it's really bad. Like he, he is one of these guys that he can give you these huge performances, but he also is prone to getting blown up, blown up. But the strikeouts are much better this year. You know, we... We, we said this constantly about him last season. He only had 7.2 Ks per nine last year. But if you watch him pitch, it seems like his stuff played up better than that, that he should have been getting more strikeouts. And this year, the swinging strike rate is up 2%. He's up to 11.2%. He's at almost 10 Ks per nine. I think there's some good here with Ronaldo Lopez, despite the, uh, the ERA and the indicators being not so great. If we're just throwing names out there, can I throw one that I Absolutely. would... Highly recommend everyone add right now. He's owned in just over 20% of CBS Sports Leagues, which to me is criminally low. Tyler Molly, like he's been awesome this year. 26% strikeout rate. His ERA is 3.31 and the indicators are lower. I'm sorry, his ERA is 3.69 and the indicators are lower. His FIP is 3.31. The XFIP is just over three. He's He's been uh, throwing, he's incorporated a new curveball this year. And it's just, it, it's really like, I guess what's pushing him over and letting him take this next step. But Tyler Molly, I feel like everyone is just overlooking him and he should be picked up. Uh, Mike, I'll trade him to you. I just picked him up in in our home league. In one of them. He's still out there in the other. Mike, Tyler Molly, uh, not a two-star pitcher. He pitches Sunday in San Francisco. I said he's not a two-star pitcher, but he's a guy I I picked up a a couple months back in our 20-team league and I've been loving it. When we come back, the Jason Stark trivia question of the week. Mike Floria, Frank Stan. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Make it rain. People love Game of Thrones, right? People love this new Avengers movie. Sure. They, you know, listen, I get it, but to me, the Golden State Warriors and the Houston Rockets are probably the best entertainment must-watch reality TV, movie TV at its of finest. All <laughs> this is real reality TV. That's this is I'm like saying, absolutely reality. not the other makeup stuff that you got there with the Kardashians and all the other stuff here. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. The morning after. There will not be an NBA uh, basketball game on TV tomorrow. Well, that's all right, because we got uh, UFC and we got baseball. We got all sorts of other things to occupy us. Well, I don't have a problem with uh, betting on baseball. Once stuff winds down, I get more into the MLS. I'll get into the NASCAR uh, every week. You know, NASCAR's a fun sport to bet on. And, man, am I upset. I left uh, Truex Jr. on the table last week. Ooh. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Oh, man, shot, shot. 
Fantasy Best Friends Forever, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You ready for today's trivia question, Mike? Have you seen it yet? I have not. All right, good. Uh, I haven't seen it. I have not looked at the answer either. Venture has actually been crushing these. Yeah, we miss Venture here because he's actually been very, very good at these. When Mike Trout hits his 250th home run this season, he will become the fourth active player that has at least 250 home runs, all for one team. Who are the three active players with, that have 250 or more home runs that have only played for one team? So or two, 250? In? No, it's, we're, we, we, we do this as a team. Ryan Braun? That's definitely right. I was going to say Nolan Arenado. His teammate, Albert Pujols. No, he played for two teams. But that's not, yeah, that's oh, not Oh, I thought team. you just meant he had to do it for one He's team. played for just Probably done one it for the Cardinals. Team. Okay. Yeah, like, that's why, like, Miggy's out. Like, I think Ar- Braun's definitely right. Arenado, has he got the 250? No. I don't, I don't think so. I'd imagine he's pretty close, if not, if he hasn't already done this it. This is my first instinct. Freddie Freeman, is he there? No, no. I would say Arenado's closer than Freeman. Okay. Yep. Just naming guys, all right. You know what it is? It's probably really old guys who, like, just barely got it. Well, you got to still be on the team, though, remember? There's three guys. Yeah. You don't know it either, Greggy? I'm looking at the answer. No, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm playing along here. You want me to check if no one... I'm not going to check no, an no, answer. I'm just going to no, check, check if Arenado check. has... No, no, okay. No, no, Great. We got, can we get a guess from... Yeah, of course. Pick, we got a guess yeah, from sure. the pit. We're going with Joey Votto. Joey Votto. That's, that's a good Probably one. Probably right. That's a good one. I don't know if Votto has the home runs yet. In that many years? He's been around for a long time. He's got to have 250, Mike. No? His, no. his counting stats are really bad. Like, maybe he's, he's got to have 250. But, yeah, but yeah. you hit 25 for enough years. That's true. Anybody have any other answers before we, uh, yes, before we look here? No. We're sticking with Votto. Yeah, I, don't, right. <laughs> I, don't really have, I don't really have anything great. Um, How about Mookie's not there yet. Anthony Rizzo? Maybe? Chris Bryant? Rizzo's been on multiple teams. Oh, right, yeah, right. Rizzo's right been all that. over. Bryant yeah. hasn't. Almost forget about that. Bryant, I don't, Bryant's, Bryant's not there, there yet. No. Yeah. All right, I'll look it up. I'm trying to go like team by team now. It's hard, though. Chris Davis. Crush Davis. No, he's he been, was on the Rangers. On, Chris Davis. Oh, no. Chris, oh, he's yeah. been on Milwaukee. Oh, Milwaukee. yeah. And then he was on Milwaukee, yeah. too. Uh, originally, I, I thought you were talking about Crush. Uh, Chris Davis with the Orioles. So I was like, that wouldn't yeah, be that's bad. Who I was. He's he's on the Rangers. Yeah, that's Yeah. Yeah. Joey Gallo? He's not 250 yet. No, no way. I heard a crazy stat yesterday. I saw it. What was it? 100 home runs before he gets to 100 singles. All right. Well, that was, all, that was one. And I'll give credit to uh, Adam Azer, the CBS Sports Fantasy Baseball Today podcast. He brought up these stats, and they were insane. So the previous. Low for singles hit before you get to, uh, by, by the time you get to 100. Joey Gallo just said it at like 93. He has 93 singles. He has 100 home runs. The previous one was Russell Brannion had 100 home runs, 173 singles. Oh, my God. Russell Dude, Brand. that's like 80 less. So, uh, gentlemen. And he only has, this is, the, this is the crazier stat, Greg. Joey Gallo has one sacrifice fly in his career. That's crazy. Think about that. Yeah. One. Votto has one pop up to first base. Didn't he just get another one the other day? I think he has two. He got his season. first one the other. Oh, maybe he has two, but yeah, I saw someone tweeting that he that he had another pop up. So just, Guys, I just looked up the answer. Okay. The number I, one. I know two of the three that we said are correct. Did you look up the answer? I didn't look up the answer, but I was just bored and I was looking up. Uh, bored? You're on a show. What do you mean you're bored? Run totals. I'm sorry, you're we're boring you, Mike. We're telling you a story. That's the wrong word. I was just, I wasn't in the conversation, so I was like, let me check these guys. So Ryan Braun is correct at 329. The pit is correct with Joey Votto at 272. 
Both of my answers of Arenado and Freddie Freeman are both at 196. They have the same amount of home runs. 196. Oh, wow. amount, huh? We did not get the third one, who is at 267. Was it gettable? I mean, they're all gettable. They no, mean, no, I mean, like, is it an obvious... Well, player? think about it. He's been on... Uh, one team his entire career is 250 home runs, so he's not, like, some sh- scrub, obviously. Well, you know the answer. I know I know the yeah, answer. So I'm asking you right now. I can't... He's obviously been in the league for a long time and has 200 Should we have gotten it? That's the question. <laughs> is it an obvious answer? Or, d- it, it, just it, tell it, us then, and, and I'll answer my own question. Steve, do you have another answer? Gosh. Steve. Steve. Wait, I have a crazy guess. Sure, Mike. No, it's definitely he definitely doesn't have two fifty home runs. The thought that came to mind was because you were like, "Oh, he's not a guy like who hits a lot of home runs, but he's been in the league a while." And like for some reason, Brett Gardner popped in my head, but he's definitely not Brett Gardner. I didn't say he doesn't hit a lot of home runs. I said we thought about Gardner as well, but just figured not enough home runs. Dude, the fact that Votto barely broke it—I mean, you would think he he had shattered it. Like this person has less than Votto. He has five home runs less than Votto in his career. Is he older? As like yes. Votto's age? Yes, he's probably he's right around the same age as Joey Votto. America National League, at least. Uh, sure. Oh, actually, hold on. Yachty. Yachty's a good guess, but it is that not is Yachty Aaron Molina. Good guess. Not Yachty Aaron Molina, but it is in the National League. Oh uh, man. I don't. Th- I don't think I got anyone. No, he's played for like eight teams. Who is the guess? Uh, Edwin Encarnacion. No. <laughs> He's been around. Uh, yeah. No, I don't. I don't have. Know, man. I don't have anything. So after Arenado and Freeman, who are at 196, at 179 is Alex Gordon. I was thinking Alex Hill. Gordon, but uh, he didn't have enough home runs. Oh. 267 home runs belongs to currently on the injured list. Oh, that's why we forgot about him. It's Ryan Zimmerman. Ah, mm. wow, you know, I was thinking NLEs too. I was just thinking about Anthony Rendon. I was like, nah, he doesn't have the longevity yet. Yeah, well, Zimmerman. Ryan Zimmerman. All right, so to answer my own question, <laughs> that was, was kind of gettable. Now, of course he was gettable because he has 250 home runs. He's been on one team for a decade. You know it's yeah, gettable. But he's, yeah, but he's, he's not been really on known as like a home run hitter. Years now. He's, he's there, David Wright. 100%. Reggie. Leading off of the Angels tonight, we were just talking about the Tommy LaStella! We haven't really talked about him yet today. Everyone's he excited. Is... About, like, Tommy LaStella is a fun player right now, but my, my, I do have concerns that he just doesn't play against lefties. Like, he should be owned in AL only. He should be owned in 15-teamers. But, like, anything shallower than that, I just I worry too much about playing time. Which is fine. And that's I've picked him up in my 15-teamers, and I've been using him. And him and Derek Dietrich the last two weeks have been awesome for me. So, like... And these are the guys I'm talking about when I say, like, when I picked up Tommy Lucella, unfortunately, I dropped Howie Kendrick because that was when uh, Keyboom came up and I thought Kendrick was going to lose the playing time. I wasn't thinking, though, hey, I'm going to have Lucella all year. But the last two or three weeks, he's been very good for me. So that's what that's my thinking with a lot of these pickups. Like, how do I keep like I went into in the great fantasy base momentational knowing second base was going to be a weakness of mine. And names I've used this year are Ben Zobrist. Howie Kendrick, Tommy Lestella, guys like that. And it hasn't been terrible. Like, these guys have been productive for a couple weeks, and then I drop them and I pick someone else up for cheap fab. That's where I think Lestella and Dietrich and those guys fit in. And they should be 15-team ads and nothing more than that as of now, I would say. Tommy Lestella has nine home runs this year. He had 10 career home runs entering this season. That is just crazy. He's Tommy Lestella. He is, he, he's ripping, too. I mean, he's got a 45% hard hit rate, so he's hitting the ball harder. 
Uh, lifting it, as you mentioned, 39% fly ball rate, the highest of his career right now. Uh, he's leading off tonight against Dan Straley, so a little, little cheap option there for you in DFS. And I would agree that he's worth owning in deeper leagues, but uh, maybe in like 12-team daily lineups when you can just kind of plug him in based on when he's playing because it seems like whenever he plays against a righty, he leads off for not a great lineup, but at least the players hitting behind him are really good. He's got Trout. He's got Otani right behind him too. So I would say in those formats, but like in your your 12-team Roto League weekly lineups or your 12-team head-to-head points, I don't know. Treat him like you would like Jock Peterson. Like he's Jock when he Jock's going to start against righties and lead off, and we know that. And he's going to crush right-handed pitchers. It's just weeks where he has two, three lefties. You put him on your bench. I've been and again, it's deeper formats, but I have Jock Peterson in all my fifteen-team leagues, and I've just been rotating him in and out based on the opponents for the week. You have a few more two-star pitchers that we haven't mentioned yet today. I know a few people were talking about them during the break. Uh, Mike, Kyle Gibson. I've never really been a Kyle Gibson guy, but over his last three starts, he's got a 2.00 ERA. He's got 22 strikeouts during that span. Um, He's hot right now. And next week, he goes up against the Angels and a Mariners lineup that is cooling right now. Over his last four starts, even, even, you know, go back a little bit further. It's been four in a row. It's been four in a row that he's been pretty good coming off 11 strikeouts. I have a lot of interest in Kyle Gibson. He's 63% owned on, on CBS, but... I would think he's still out there lurking around in some 12-team leagues. I picked him up in our home league. Uh, he was either earlier this week or last week. Uh, I, I am a Gibson guy. I bought in last year. He pitched well last year. He almost gave you 200 innings of a 3.6 ERA with just over 8 Ks per 9. And this year, the strikeouts are up. And I know uh, he had 11 Ks in his last outing. But I think right now, Kyle Gibson, if you look at it, to me, the, the numbers are bad because the first three starts. But since then, he's been like a different pitcher. So I'm going to continue to ride out the last four starts and believe that last year plus these last four starts outweighs the first the early season struggles. And pitching on the Minnesota Twins is a favorable spot to be in right now because you get to face the American League Central minus the Twins. So you get to face the Tigers. Absolutely. You get to face the White Sox. You get to face the Great Indians. Great point. So uh, the Royals are a little bit tougher now. The top of that lineup is is really a tough one to maneuver. Uh, but yeah, Kyle Gibson in a really good spot, and I think that's you know why Jose Bar- Barrios might be going through a breakout this year, Greg, and it might actually be legit because he um, he gets to face some of these teams throughout the season that just are a little bit offensively Plus, challenged. The thing with the with Gibson, like his re- he had one real bad start this year. He went less than five innings, allowed five earned runs to the Royals. It was his first outing of the year. It was you know early April in Kansas City. Like that's far from you know suboptimal uh, pitching environment so maybe it's wrong of me to say like i'll overlook that bad start and look at what he's done more recently but i do think you know you gotta early in the season you have to factor in the weather mikey i'm gonna bring up a gross name right now uh, he loved this oh, might, I, I know he's coming you might you might have to put the the clothespin over the nose i know who's coming danny duffy knew it danny duffy has two starts next week the underlying numbers are not good for danny duffy right now but he is throwing his curveball a ton this year. 20% of the time, that's the highest it's been since 2014. He's doing things a little bit differently. Uh, the swinging strike rate a, up a little bit from last year. Um, the past two starts against Tampa Bay and Houston, he's been pretty good. I'm going to throw the name out there. He's got two starts next week. He's going up against Texas. Uh, at least it's at home in Kauffman Stadium. It's not in Arlington, so that helps a little bit. And he's at the Los Angeles Angels. What do you think about Danny Duffy? 
yeah, I'm not doing it. The, the underlying <laughs> numbers are gross. He's averaging just over 6Ks per nine, although his walk rate is almost even to that at 3.5. Like, I think he's been very favorable so far. And to me, he would be like a guy, if I was really desperate in a points league and like, say I'm sitting there at like after this week, uh, I'm two and four, one and five, and things haven't been going my way. And I'm just trying to load up on two starters. Sure. But in a roto league where he can get lit up against the Rangers, and then that's going to stick with my ratios all year, it's just too risky for me. So there's a potential that I'm two and four this week in our home league after my matchup. Mike, you would recommend me picking up Danny Duffy. No, unless you're desperate and just trying to load up on two starters, like if your rotation got depleted. Like I know uh, one owner in our league is his rotation is depleted. It's just a ton of injuries that happened to him. And if he was like, you know what? My only chance is to load up on some of these low-level two-starters and and try and out, you know, just outstart my opponent. That's the only way I would really be interested in Duffy. Mike, you want to make a trade in our home league? Um, Probably not, but what are you offering? Well, I have, I have two Rockies that I'm offering up. I got Daniel Murphy. I got David Dahl. And I got Giancarlo Stanton. Do you have any interest? Stanton is dead. Um, that's not nice. That's that's quite <laughs> rude, actually. I mean, Greg, you've said that in the past, and we called you out for it. I so have you no idea what you're referring to. I, I I do not want Stanton right now. The only one I'd be interested in is maybe Murphy, but I got I got big Travis Shaw over at second base. That doesn't seem very good. That's that's very bad. My outfield. I, I mean, I'm gonna roll with it. It's Chu, Conforto, Puig, and Yelich. Like, I'm I'm comfortable with that. That's pretty good. Puig though needs to turn it around, man. You can turn it around on my team. I'll trade you Daniel Murphy for him. That I might consider. Ooh! Mikey. Mikey trades out here. Mikey likes it. <laughs> we'll talk, Mike. We'll be in touch. <laughs> I got to make something happen, man. This team is so frustrating. I threw, I threw a rant the other day about, uh, about Daniel Murphy and David Dahl. Pissing me off. Sorry. Mike's team name in this league, by the way, Stanfield Slayer. Ooh, so you're the king. Yeah, he, no, well, he, he beat me and my dad in back-to-back weeks, so. I had to, I had to, I'm going to change it back now because I lost since I've changed it, so, and I've been meaning to change it all week and just forgot. I think I need to change I'm, my team name. That's why it's so bad. I have Giancarlo non si posto parlo, Greg. Gosh, and my team, team is, is about to be two long. and four because Stanton is a clown, and I don't even know why I drafted him. I didn't, I didn't even like him. I don't know why you I made, drafted him. We drafted him in GST too, man, and we, and we could have had like Bauer, but I get it. The value is too good, but we're still in second without Stanton and no, without Austin I, Meadows. So I and we get Austin Meadows back tonight. I am well. We'll get him back in our lineup Monday, but yep. I am uh I am excited about that GST team. I think we have a very good team. We got a shot. We got a shot. All the power to you guys. We have a lot of depth. Which yeah, is, and you crushed us for our pitching staff, which is actually carrying us right amazingly now. carrying us. We we have and, Paddock. And we have Castillo. We have, we have Berrios. <laughs> And we're going to need that depth, though, because, like, unfortunately, like, Paddock, he's awesome. He's going to get a Phantom DL stint or, or innings limit or something at some point in time. Uh, I do want to congratulate uh, former Met legend James Loney on a fantastic career. Uh, he's retired. Met so legend. congratulations to Jimmy Loney. Uh, that, 20, that second half of 2016, <laughs> it'll... it'll Forever be remembered, I guess. <laughs> James Lone, at least I know a Yankee minor league deal at one point. Never played for the Yankees. He did, right? Yeah. Oh, former Tampa Bay legend as well. Tampa Bay legend. Obviously with the Dodgers. Wow, what a guy. James Loney. Why are you clowning on James Loney? Oh, it's right fun. What do you do to you? I don't think he James Loney is, for some reason, he's like the worst player you could have on your team. Because 
he's he's a good defensive first baseman and that's what he brings to the table and like that's the one position where i'm like throw a butcher out there and let's get someone who could hit but the, the Mets decided to go the opposite direction, as did the Dodgers for a while. By the way, Austin Meadows is in the lineup tonight, leading off for the Tampa Bay Rays. Nice. So uh, all is well right there. Uh, Avisael Garcia is the DH, batting sixth today for Tampa Bay. Flory, what are you up to this weekend? Oh, this weekend uh, tonight, as Corey would say, gonna get a little enhanced. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna tonight. I'm going to this fried chicken place. Actually, you guys would like it. They have good drinks Ooh, and stuff, and great. then. Tomorrow, apparently, my buddy is taking me to the best Mexican restaurant he's ever had. And so I'm really looking forward to that. And then we're going to go see The Long Shot. What is The Long Shot? Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. Oh, yeah, this is... All right, yeah, I've seen, I've seen previews for this. I'd like to apparently, see it. it's, his high, it's Seth Rogen's highest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes, which speaks volumes, because I think Seth Rogen makes a lot of good movies. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of out on Rotten Tomatoes. The whole race. Why? Yeah, I, I don't know if they used them, but yeah, I mean they rated uh, Get Out 100. percent I was just like, uh, come on, guys. It was a good movie, but not 100. percent What do you have this weekend, Frank? Uh, got some got some Mother's Day stuff going on tomorrow. Going out for brunch. Um, going out tonight for another birthday birthday. Nice. There you go. All right. For everybody downstairs, I want to thank Mike Florio. Follow him on Twitter, Michael F. Florio, and read what he has to write at Fan Tracks and subscribe to his Patreon. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you on Monday. We, we hope. hope.